Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. My name is Jesse Fritz, if you are new here, and I'm so excited for y'all to be listening. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast and leave us a review because that is the best way for everybody to hear from us and to make sure that we continue to grow over here. So I would appreciate that so, so much if you did that. And to all of my loyal listeners who have been here for so long, I appreciate you so much going into such a gratitude-filled season. I just want to make sure that I am, you know, saying that more. And to all of my new listeners, I'm so excited that you're here. So today's episode is with Clorinda and Randy of Good Days. I'm so pumped to talk to you guys or to have you guys listen to Clorinda and Randy today. They are two of the most kind and compassionate people that I've literally ever spoken to. They care so much about those of us in the chronic illness or just illness space and the company Good Days is is so amazing. So a little blurb about Good Days. Good Days is a nonprofit advocacy organization that provides resources for life-saving and life-extending treatments to people in need of access to care. So I think companies like this are so, so necessary. As many of you know, living with chronic disease, chronic illness, um, a lot of times there will be medications or things that you need in order to survive or just have a better life. And they can be just outrageously expensive or hard to come by or anything like that. So Good Days is a company that tries to help people within that space. Obviously, they're not able to help every single person, but one of the things that they, and Clorinda and Randy talk about this in the podcast, one of the things that they really do is they try to help in any way that they can. Even if that means you call them, you write them a letter, they will always give you time. They want to hear from you. If they can't help you, they will try to help you, help you find people who can help you. And truly, this was just such a wonderful conversation. I can't wait for y'all to listen in to learn more about Randy and Clorinda, who have also gone through chronic illness and actually have previous experience working in the medical field. So they've kind of seen this world from all angles, right? So I know that you guys are going to love listening to this so, so much. So without further ado, let's jump into the show. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Chronically Healing Podcast. I'm so excited today for having two guests for you guys to hear from, and I have Clorinda and Randy on the show. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having us. Thank you for having us. Of course. How are you doing today? We kind of talked a little bit before we got started, but how are you both doing today? All going well. Certainly, uh, it's a time to get used to every single day, but I think that that we're managing. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a challenge, but also opportunity too, to you know explore new ways to find ways to help people and 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 just um, be grateful for what we do have. Yeah, yeah, I one hundred percent agree. So speaking of helping people, do we want to jump right in? And do you both want to introduce yourselves, where you're coming from, and a little bit about your business, and then we'll jump into chronic illness in a minute. Absolutely. Um, my name is Claire Diwali. Um I have a background in healthcare. Every every position I've ever held, I started as a pharmacy technician when I was when I was a kid, um, moving into specialty pharmacy, um, which get, really gave me a better understanding of what um, chronic disease is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, and for those of you that aren't aware or familiar with specialty pharmacy, those are really the pharmacies that you're not walking into 
but are the ones that are shipping medication out um, mm -hmm. for those high cost medications, whether it's cancer, multiple sclerosis, rheumatoid arthritis, um, highly focused medication that um, people really need hand-holding to gain an understanding of not only how to use it, but potential side effects. Um, so we, I did that for about 11 years. And in that journey, um, I found that there are many people who couldn't afford their medication. Mm -hmm. So we had to do a lot of searching to try to find charities that were able to help. And in those searches, um, we began a partnership and a relationship with, with an organization called Chronic Disease Fund, now known as Good Days, mm. um, which helped um, a great many of our patients. Um, and I, as I was transitioning, looking for, for, for something different, um, I happened to get to know the founder of the organization. Um, and through conversation, I ended up working for Good Days. Mm. You know, it was, it was always nice, you know, from being in the front end to where I'm having to ask people for something they don't have to be on the other end to say, we're here to help. Mm. Um, and be able to to remove the financial barrier so people can access their medication. So the organization is known as Good Days, um, and I've been with Good Days now for 13 years. Oh, wow. That's awesome. I'm excited to dig into this more, but Randy, I want to give you a minute to introduce yourself as well. Hi, my name is Randy Odebrowski. Um, I'm the COO with Good Days. I've been with Good Days a little over four years. But prior to joining Good Days, similar to Clorinda, uh, I come from a pharmacy background. So... Mm worked almost 20 years with the Walgreen company um, in all areas of pharmacy operations uh, all throughout the country. So anything from mail service pharmacy through home care, through long-term care and ended up on the specialty side of it. And, you know, growing up uh, with a service mindset, it was always about helping people. So, um, you know, as I kind of got into my professional life, uh, it, it kind of gravitated to an area where we could continue to help people. And that was through my pharmacy uh, experience. But along the lines, I got to work with good days and, other like organizations and you know the one thing that always stood out about good days was that they were very genuine and very mm -hmm. caring and they really um it was almost personal when you mm -hmm. when you worked with them right so they took the patient's um need and and desire very seriously for lack of a better term and I, again it was just different and, and and again there's business and there's um uh, the personal connection you have with anybody that you work with but good days always kind of stood out and you know, as I kind of worked with uh, the organization in Clorinda, uh, the opportunity came about to join it. And, um, you know, I was, I was very excited to because, uh, again, as these chronic illnesses and life-altering diseases kind of continue to expand out there and, and grow, and as we mature, uh, we kind of get exposure to more and more, uh, not only through our own conditions that we'll talk about shortly, but um, also through our family and friends and people we know. And um, it's just the reality of life. Um, and, and as we kind of get through that, if we can help in any way, that's always what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. I love hearing that. I, I have to say, as someone that's had a chronic illness now for almost 10 years, and then just talking to so many people on this podcast, usually the last word that someone would use when it comes to like anything medical is personal, is, you know, that caring touch, is that personal, you know, people that really care about you or it it takes a long time to find some someone to work with on the you know doctor side or the pharmacy side or whatever side financial side that that cares about you as a person i think that sometimes that is a very big disconnect in our in our medical space for sure but so before we talk about like really dig into good good days, I know that both of you have dealt with chronic illness in the past, and I'm interested to hear um, what what chronic illness maybe you dealt with and and how that kind of shaped who you are. Yeah, ready to go. 
Yes, so I have Crohn's disease. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I, I'm, I'm fortunate to say it's, it's kind of um, dormant. Um, mm -hmm. I'm one of the few where it hasn't continued to, uh, to attack me on a daily basis. But, you know, very early on, it was, it was a struggle. Uh, yeah. It was a struggle in planning your day and, and, and being fearful of where you can go because your body yeah. is going to react. <laughs> it's an unplanned reaction, right? So, yeah. um, and, and through that struggle, you know, getting diagnosed. Uh, it, it was seeing a lot of doctors getting, going through a lot of tests, uh, just the, the, the struggle of it all. And, 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 and to be honest, an embarrassment, right? So you're around yeah. family and friends and, you know, you, you, you have to run to the restroom quite often and yeah. you can't, you got to watch what you have to eat. And, you know, life changes pretty quickly. And, you know, I always talk, Colin and I always talk with, 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 with anybody that we get involved with and have the fortunate uh, opportunity to talk to is no one plans to get sick. Yeah. So as soon as that happens, everything just kind of flips over on you, right? And, yeah. and you work through that. But, you know, I, I got to work with good doctors and, and, and I got the treatment and, and more importantly, I had a great support system. So mm. uh, my family, uh, I come from a great family. I'm very fortunate to have them. But uh, my friends, you know, who were very close to me at that point in my life allowed me to get through it and were very supportive. And, um, you know, you have to make some modifications to life. So I had to make, uh, you know, I had to exercise a little bit more. I had to eat a little bit better. I had to cut back on some of the um, uh, foods and drinks that I like maybe. Right. And, yeah. um, you know, it was something that just had to be done. And, um, like I said, I, I never forget that time. I think you always got to remember going through it. And, and luckily right now I'm, I'm okay, but statistically it'll probably come back at some point. And, um, you know, you still take the precautions to make sure that you, you get your regular checkups. Uh, mm -hmm. you take any medication that, that, that is prescribed for you if, if, if you need to take it. Uh, and, and again, I, I, I encourage the support element of it. So, even though I'm not there right now, the opportunity to talk with potentially other patients or talk with um, not just somebody with Crohn's, but, but any other illness, I think there's a lot of similarities. And um, mm. I think if you can kind of provide that encouragement, uh, that hope, that faith, um, that love of life per se, I think that makes a big difference. And, you know, outside of ourselves and I'll let Claire to tell her story, but, you know, I mentioned earlier, as we get older, family and friends around us and you know, people we grew up with are getting sick and, yeah. um, it, it, you know, it's a struggle. So you, you learn to deal with it as a, as a son or daughter, um, as a mother or father, um, a, as a friend. And, um, you know, you become more of that support role or caregiver in some cases, which is a whole nother discussion because that becomes a, a very tough role to fill. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. I've been in both roles. I've been the person with the chronic illness. My husband also has a chronic condition and it's just, it is. It's a difficult side to be on in both places, but but having that support is so important for sure. Mm -hmm. Clorinda, what about you? Um, so I have um, ulcerative colitis. Mm. You know, it's an interesting thing, and I, you know, I, I think that it was it was certainly um, God sending me my belief to, to chronic disease, but now good days. Uh, when I was pregnant with my third child, I started getting sick, I, and you know, I come from a history of. I've never have a, had to take an antibiotic. I've mm. never had a cold. Mm -hmm. um, so I've never been sick. And so it was interesting. You know, I, I started getting all these weird symptoms. I got a sinus infection, all these weird things. I called my sister and I'm like, I think something's wrong with me. Mm -hmm. And she's like, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm getting sick. And so she was like, that's normal. You're, it's, it's December. You know, you're, mm. it's okay to have a cold in December. I'm like, yeah. no, there's, there's something wrong. Um, so I have Jackson um, in July and things start getting progressively worse. Mm -hmm. I'm losing a lot of weight. Um, I'm dealing with, you know, like this incontinence thing. Um, it's, I, I'm, I go to the emergency room 
and they're like, oh, you're just anemic. You need to take some children's vitamins. Mm. Um, again, getting progressively worse, progressively worse. I, I leave um, the specialty pharmacy in October, October 15th. I start working with Good Days mm. and I get to know the founder, Mike Vanigan, who has Crohn's. And so he's asking me like, you know, what are my symptoms? And he was like, you need to see this specialist. Because um, mm. again, I, I went through all these different doctors and emergency, um, emergency care, still not figuring out what is wrong with me. Mm. So at the point in which I get uh, to a gastroenterologist to work with, um, my hands had curled in. Um, so arthritis took, um, got really severe. Um, so my fingers were curled in. I would drive to work with my wrists. My wow. toes curled in. It was just the, the oddest thing. I'd lost a ton of weight. Um, and it, it was just like I was walking death. So I, my appointment is like on a Friday and of the following week. So I just, I go to the emergency room that Monday. And again, they're saying there's nothing wrong with you, but obviously there is. Yeah. Uh, so finally I just drive myself to this doctor's office and I, and I just start crying and I felt sorry for the receptionist because she's like, who is this woman? Yeah. Um, and I'm like, there's something wrong with me. Somebody, I need somebody to help me. Mm-hmm. And so a doctor comes out, a very kind man, and he takes me to the back and he says, let's just see. And so from that point, my journey to, for, you know, to get better began. Um, he admitted me and come to find out the reason why my hands were curled in and my feet is I have an underlying condition of arthritis, but I also had two blood clots. And oh, they wow. moved, moved to my hip area. And I lost so much blood from all of that time because of my, my intestine um, having so many ulcers. Um, so, um, we had to get in the hospital. I had to have a stint because I couldn't, um, I couldn't get any uh, blood thinners because I'd lost so much blood. Yeah. Uh, but having gone through that whole thing and, you know, in the hospital, the doctor's telling me, um, you know, you have children, well, you might want to write them a letter because you might, you might not make it past this. Oh, wow. And my son, Jackson, I had him that July and I'm in the hospital in March. Oh my God. So he's not even one year old. And I'm having to, to write letters to them in the event that I don't make it. Yeah. Which was, you know, I, you know, to this day, it still like brings me to tears. Yeah. But you know, after all that, you know, it was, it was a journey. Um, I, I got diagnosed. I got put on medication. Eventually the medication didn't work. Um, so I ended up having a colectomy, but you know, through that whole journey, like Randy said, you learn a lot. Yeah. And, and having both of us been in healthcare for the majority of our careers, I really did think I understood mm. that the people we served needed. Like I, I understand it. And I didn't, I had no idea. Like it, it's, it's not only physical, it's emotional. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I, I come from a family of 13 siblings. And so, you know, you're used to being independent and fighting, yeah. for, you know, for, for whatever. And you kind of lost all of that. I was no longer in control. Um, and I needed to depend on, on others. Um, it was certainly humbling, mm-hmm. uh, but it, but I think that it, it gave me, it put me in a better position to do what I do today. Um, and gave me a better understanding of, of what the struggle of chronic disease really is. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so like Randy, you know, I, I have, I've learned a lot. Um, and I think that we can better serve the people we serve having gone through some of the same journeys that they might experience. Mm-hmm. You know, and one of the things that we all, we both have to keep in mind because it's a genetic disorder. You know, I have three children. The odds are one of them are going to have something mm-hmm. I have a with, um, unspecified um, tissue disorder, similar to lupus. I've got okay. a brother with psoriasis and psoriatic arthritis 
And so, you know, always keeping a lookout for, you know, which one of them is gonna be um, and, and hoping it isn't, um, but the likelihood is it eventually it could be. Yeah. Wow, those are both such powerful stories. And I, I agree with you. Um, I think it just gives you a whole other side of empathy that maybe some, not saying that, you know, other people in the world that don't have chronic illness aren't like, don't care about people with chronic disease, but it just gives you a whole other side of it, right? Like it's the same. I've talked to a lot of doctors on this podcast who ended up moving into, you know, maybe like more holistic medicine or they went into medicine in general because they got sick and they were like, I feel like I can really connect with a patient because while we don't have the same thing, I understand that struggle. I understand that physical, that emotional, that mental side of it. And like, where, um, where is this coming from? And I don't know what's happening to my body. So like being able to have that empathy is, I mean, it's awful that we have to go through it, but at the same time, it's this, this empathy that, that not everybody can understand for sure. So I'm excited to talk about Good Days. I know you both are very passionate about it. So can you tell the listeners more about what it is, who do you help, and kind of dive into that? Absolutely. Um, so we are a 501c3 charity, um, and our focus is on removing barriers for people who are struggling to pay for the medication that they're prescribed. Mm -hmm. um, we also provide um, services such as um, travel assistance. Oh. Um, pay for diagnostic testing. Um, and during this pandemic, we had the opportunity to create a program in which would help um, people uh, 65 or older who suffer with a chronic illness uh, gain some financial assistance to pay for things like food, mm. um, electricity, um, and those types of things. But I think again, you know, kind of going back to what Randy said earlier, um, our biggest focus is just providing a helping hand to those in need. Mm -hmm. um, and when we, when we talk to a person and we don't have the services that they're looking for, we do everything we can to try to connect them with somebody that will. Because mm -hmm. um, you know, the last thing someone needs when you're dealing with a chronic or life-threatening disease is to start you know, having to lose hope. Because every time they pick up that phone to try to ask for help, that's more hope lost. And you know, we don't want that. And we, we want to be the call that, hold, that so they can hold on to hope and get them to an organization if we can't help them that can. Mm -hmm. Yeah, just I mean, it's a struggle for folks, right? So like Lorna mentioned when she was talking earlier, you work in the system, you work in the healthcare system and you think you understand it and then you get sick and then you have to start doing some different things than you do in your normal day to day. Mm -hmm. and it becomes like, wow, what just happened? Yeah. And why does it work like this? I mean, there's access to care, there's treatments, uh, there's help out there, but yet I can't get to it because I don't meet this criteria or that criteria, but it could save me. It could, mm -hmm. it could, it could save my life. It could extend my life. It could, it could make a huge difference. And, and really because of our situations, I think to your point earlier, um, we understand the elements of that struggle. I, I don't think everybody's, uh, everybody's always the same. And mm -hmm. I can't say I know what you go through or vice versa all the time, but there are those similarities. I think that, allow us to, to try and find a solution where we can. And, you know, unfortunately we can't always guarantee that solution to anybody that reaches out to us. And it could be mm -hmm. a patient, it could be a provider, meaning doctor, uh, it could be a pharmacy trying to help a patient get a medication, could be a caregiver, mm -hmm. uh, just could be a friend, right? But, but, but the point being, if, if we can find a way to give them some hope or give them some relief, 
uh, I think that is really what our main goal is on a day-to-day -day basis. And I've always said, you know, we deal with, you know, mostly Medicare population, but uh, how I define it is the American dream gone wrong to a degree, right? Mm. So you work your whole life and, yeah. and and you do what you're supposed to do and you get to that retirement age and, you know, if you're lucky enough, you save up to, to, to just go have some fun now or you may not have enough and you're just happy to not have to go to work every day and, and you just want to enjoy life for what it is and all of a sudden you get sick. Mm. Either you don't have enough money to gain access to that treatment that you have yeah. or you have the money and it dwindles down quick because of the cost of this medication. Mm -hmm. And either way, you're in the same boat at that point. And because of that now, you got to deal with your illness and you got to deal with um, your spouse, your partner, your children, your grandchildren. Uh, everything, again, just kind of flips over on you. And, you know, our, our ability to potentially help somebody and, and give them an opportunity to see another day, to have another good day, uh, you know, not the, not the planner name, but it's really that's what it's about. Mm -hmm. Because um, if they can have that 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 extra good day or good days, uh, they can see the birth of that grandchild. They can mm -hmm. um, walk their daughter down the aisle. They can enjoy those life events that are so important to us and, and so meaningful. And 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 that's why you know we love what we do in the sense we wish we didn't have to help sick people, right? We wish there was yeah. no illness, but there is. And being in a position to potentially help someone in some way uh, makes every day how can you have a bad day, right? Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can have a headache. I mean, I feel good. I may be stressed here, there, or whatever. But the fact of the matter is we have 40-some care navigators in that call center who are talking to people on a day-to-day -day basis mm -hmm. and making a difference for every person they talk to, hopefully in some way, shape, or form. And for that, um, again, we're grateful for that opportunity to be able to try and make a difference for others. Yeah, and so, you know, the, so, like we all have different paths to for the diagnosis. But the moment you get it, you're, you're like, finally, I know what's wrong with me. Yeah. And then how devastating when they, when the doctor comes in, this is the medication that's going to help keep you alive or give you a better, a better life. Um, and it's $3,000. Yeah. And so, well, it's, it's so far out of reach and it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's horrible. Um, and so, you know, we're, we're, we're really grateful to have the opportunity to say, you know what, we're, we're here to help. Um, because again, you have, you, you get this like burden lifted off of you just to get replaced. Um, and they start making hard decisions. Am I going to feed my family? Um, yeah. You know, are we going to lose the house? And, you know, I, I've talked to Randy and other people about it before. So in all the years that we've talked to, okay, how do I plan for the future? How do I save money for retirement? Not one time has anyone said to me, well, are you saving, um, are you saving to be well, or are you saving to get cancer? Right. You, you don't have that conversation. So you think, okay, this is, this is it. This is going to pay for my bills and, and um, support my way of life. But never did I plan on, on getting an illness that's going to put me into bankruptcy and, and some people on the street. Yeah. And so, you know, we are entirely grateful for the opportunity that we have to provide support to keep all of that at bay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think that like, the financial aspect of chronic disease, of, of really any medical condition, um, can be so overwhelming. I mean, personally, I've dealt with it with myself, with my husband, and just, and we have like <laughs> normal chronic illness, you know? I'm, I'm not in like excruciating pain every day. I don't have cancer. I don't, you know, I'm not, my fingers aren't 
curling in like, like yours were, you know, and it's, I just can't imagine. And like, just knowing the amount of financial stress that we go through, um, putting that on someone who has like a full family to raise, or they're worried about like, what if I spend all this money on this drug and then I still don't get better. And then I leave like my family with debt or something, you know, there's so much guilt that goes into this financial piece as well. There is. And, and, and we hear it. And, you know, again, anything that we can do to, to, to try to provide support for that family, it's what we want to do. It's very personal to us. Um, every person we touch and, and those we can't help to ensure that they get into the hands of someone that can help them. Um, but the, the struggle uh, across the country is real. Um, and, you know, I'm grateful for organizations like Good Days and others and podcasts like yours that highlight, um, mm. that highlight the need um, and, and the variation of the different diseases um, so we could all come together as a community and provide support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that financial piece is just, um, it's frustrating for lack of a better term, right, Jesse? Because uh, when you're healthy, finances tend to be one of the bigger stressors and, and, and uh, pain yeah. points in, in life in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you get sick. But again, now you have a financial burden. You have your illness you're dealing with. You have that guilt that you mentioned because you don't want to put your family in a position, uh, et cetera, et cetera. That list goes on. And, you know, that's just, um, uh, again, the one piece that uh, where we can help people, um, we, we want to be able to do that because if we can eliminate, you know, one, one, of, these, um, uh, one of these struggles that someone's going through on a day-to-day basis, um, hopefully their day – they're having a better day, right? Yeah. Um, they're, 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 they can they cannot worry about that today. They cannot worry about that tomorrow for a little bit, and maybe focus on something else, or you know, more importantly, focus on themselves. You know, yeah. uh, self care, self worth, self value is very important. And um, uh, again, any any way you can kind of uh, help support someone in in a situation, uh, you definitely want to do wherever possible. Yeah. You had kind of touched on this um, a little bit earlier, but how has COVID kind of came in and, and, and shook things up for you guys? Or like, how have, how have you heard from people, um, like what's happening with COVID? And you had mentioned that you were helping people kind of on that route as well. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think COVID's um, a, a good lesson in life per se, right? It's an unfortunate mm-hmm. situation what's gone on, but it's changed our whole dynamic. I think it, uh, it, it forced everyone to kind of sit back and take a look at things. Yeah. You know, from Good Day's perspective, you know, we were able to um, uh, adapt pretty quickly from a, a business standpoint. Yeah. Um, get our team working from home, uh, setting up the necessary infrastructure so that we could be available uh, to continue to help the people that we want to support. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was a, a, a big success for us. Um, additionally, as, as Kalinda mentioned, uh, we opened up a, a COVID program. Yeah. Um, that allowed um, us to help folks uh, pay for some of their, their base expenses, whether it be rent, utilities, uh, some of their day-to-day needs. Um, and again, that's been a, a huge success in, in, in allowing people to hopefully get some financial relief in those areas um, that they've been struggling with. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, we, we, we watch the news. We look at our own communities. Um, we, we talk to other people. And, and the struggle is, is, is across the board at, at all socioeconomic levels. Yeah. I mean, this is something that's affected the whole country and, and, and the whole world, frankly. So um, it, it's something that's very serious. So in, in the areas where we've been able to try and provide a solution mm-hmm. or um, create a positive outcome, that's something that we, we have tried to put in place. And, it, and frankly, it's something that we work on day to day. I mean, Glenn yeah. and I and our team, 
uh, we talk about continuing to find solutions um, based on the changing dynamic of the world. And again, it still comes back to that main mission of good days and, and trying to find ways to help people um, and, and again, make a difference uh, where we can. And so, you know, through, through this whole thing, um, you know, the CDC found that 78% of people requiring admission to intensive care had at least one chronic condition. Hmm. And so now on top of it all, those of us with chronic illness have to take extra precaution. Yep. Um, and it, and it become very, can become very difficult for the community that we serve because just, you know, some of these people still haven't go to work. Mm -hmm. and, and how do you do that and ensure you, you're, you continue to kind of stay healthy, like you're, you're normal healthy. Yeah. And, and, and avoid the, um, uh, contracting COVID. Um, yeah. but it, it certainly, it was certainly new for all of us. And, and those of us, so I have, um, my 80 year old mother who lives with me. Mm. So there's another precaution you have to take because yep. even if like, I think hey, my children are young and if, if we were to contract it, there's fair odds that we would be okay, but not, there's not fair odds for my mom who yeah. has underlying conditions as well. So, you know, we've, we've certainly had to learn a lot and, and take all of these extra precautions that we've never would even considered, mm -hmm. um, which many, which is another thing. So many people in the chronic disease community already are practicing these types of things. Yeah. So that they continue to stay healthy. So this was another eye opener for us um, and say, okay, you know, how can we better support not only each other, our families, but those that we serve mm -hmm. and, and the employees for that, our employees for that matter. Yeah, I mean, that planning and coordination was, was important, mainly, especially for our team members and, and even ourselves going back home, you know, with, mm -hmm. whether we, Clint has got her mom and we get, I have my own, my daughters. I mean, we got people that we normally interact with. So, you know, it's taking those necessary steps of, of wearing the masks, um, wash, make sure you're washing your hands effectively, yeah. uh, have the hand sanitizer available, all those things that we kind of hear. And, you know, that whole dynamic changed. And yeah. really, I think it was an eye opener just in general for our own um, uh, the, the way we take care of ourselves, but you look at restaurants, you look at businesses, you look at the grocery store. I mean, all those, all those, um, all those pieces have uh, potentially have a risk factor to, to everyone else that interacts with each other. You know, um, you know, my mom has cancer. She's she's had cancer now for five plus years. Um, wow. She has to be isolated, right? My mom still can get around. She's <laughs> she's so determined still, right? She gets her <laughs> treatments, but um, for, for she likes to live her life, and you know, she's she's been locked up now for eight months and mm -hmm. it's it's frustrating for her because again she values that life element that's still available to her mm -hmm. that everyone doesn't always get and it, you know it's a challenge my daughters and i were supposed to go visit her this summer we couldn't take that trip because it's just not worth the risk right mm -hmm. um so um you know luckily you have zoom luckily you have technology available where you can still see folks face to face and have conversation similar to what we're doing now but um it's it's definitely was a a, a a game changer for us and you know you have to make those uh, adaptations where necessary in order to um, make things work to the best of our ability. We, we support about 220,000 people a year wow. so it was very important for us. Like, we, we can't fail. Yes. Like, yeah. there, there are so many people who depend on us to, to come to work to, to provide support and it's, if, you, if you look at these numbers about 63 million people file for unemployment. And so that's so many more families that are struggling to pay for basic necessities like rent, bills, food, medicine. And so as the world shut down, chronic disease didn't. No. <laughs> you know, our disease didn't say, okay, well, the world's taking a break, so, so, so are we. We're just going yeah. to let up for now. That's not how it works. Right. Yeah. And so we have to continue to, to evolve and do the best we can 
because there is not an opportunity for failure on our part. We mm -hmm. have to survive so the people that we help survive. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah. that responsibility is something, again, we take serious, and it's not about patting ourselves on the back, yeah. but, you know, Jesse, um, we receive a lot of communication from people we help, and it's yeah. patients directly, it's their family members, it's their caregivers, and they write some of the, the, the most beautiful letters you're going to read. And they thank us, but I, I think what, what they don't realize is the impact they have on us. And, and they give us that, that energy, um, that, that focus, that determination, uh, that hopefully as leaders of our organization, we bring to our team on a daily basis in order to continue to uh, help people where we can. And, and it's such a, um, it's a rewarding part of our job to hear that because you, most, a lot of these, these um, stories you hear or in the letters that we receive is, is the positive side of it. Mm. You know, I'm able to go and do my thing again. I'm able to see again. I'm able to enjoy uh, life. And, and really that's just, uh, it, it's just, um, it's just that burst of energy again. That's the best way I can describe it. Uh, that allows us to, to keep going. And, you know, this COVID thing is, 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 is been a huge negative in a lot of ways. But uh, again, I, I think, that support system I talked about earlier, whether it's us from a company perspective, or again, anybody that we're fortunate to touch outside um, through, through our interaction, uh, makes a huge difference in us moving forward and making sure that we don't stop moving forward. Absolutely. I mean, everyone we, we help is, becomes a part of our family and, and a part of our story. And you know, we always want to ensure that we're, we're taking the right steps so we will always be here for them. Mm -hmm. And you know, again, just like Randy said, we've, we've created so many friendships um, along the way uh, from people. And so, you know, we help one person and you don't understand the impact that that person has. So you, you know, we've helped people and their community comes to, to us and say, thank you because you know, you helping him, he serves 20,000 people and all these different things. So, so many lives across this country are touched. And you know, we talked about it a, a little earlier. So when somebody has a chronic illness, it's not just you. Yeah. It's, it's, it's your, it, the people that you work with, it's your family. It's the whole community. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, I think that, you know, one of the most important things we can do for each other is, is support each other. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes you don't know what the need is, but maybe the need is just to listen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, many people who call us, um, they don't have many people to talk to. So sometimes it's just us having an ear, even yeah. if it's not, like financial support that we're providing, um, but we're just listening. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, sometimes, you know, that's all, that's all they need. But, and, you know, and, and certainly again, we're, we're, we continue to be grateful um, to have the opportunity to hear so many stories and be a part of so many different people's lives. Um, it's real and it's, it's personal. Yeah. So when we actually, it was before we, before we started recording, but you had mentioned a little bit about chronic disease day, and I'm interested to hear a little bit more about that. Yeah, absolutely. So um, chronic disease day is something that um, Good Days has been um, sponsoring for many years now. And so statistically, just to, to put some numbers out there, um, seven out of the top 10 deaths in the country annually are due to chronic illness. Wow. And many of them preventable. Mm. And so, you know, we, we decided as an organization, we needed to have a call to action um, to change the number. And so, you know, most of the dollars that we spend in healthcare go to, again, preventable chronic illness. So we had a desire to educate people on the different things that we can do to take personal accountability um, 
on you know diet and exercise, um, smoking and those types of things, to try to change the dialogue to those diseases that are not preventable, um, to, to do a lot of focus on, on, on rare disease and, and those diseases in which it doesn't matter you know, how healthy you eat or how much exercise you do, it's still going to happen genetically. Mm-hmm. And so um, we've put together um, over the last, I think, five years now, um, getting proclamations across the country and, and thousands, hundreds of thousands of people joining us um, to bring awareness to chronic illness as a whole. No mm-hmm. specific chronic illness and the different things that we can all do um, to to increase our, our own health. And I can tell you, you know, Randy mentioned it um, with Crohn's and with ulcerative colitis. Uh, I was highly dependent on steroids. Um, mm-hmm. It seemed like the prednisone was the only drug that seemed to to keep my symptoms at bay. Um, and well, what did that do? Well, it created bone loss. Mm. So how did I, you know, what did I need to do to help prevent that, which would exercise mm-hmm. so you know going to the doctors are like you have to start lifting weights you have to start doing different things because you're going to continue to have bone loss as long as you're dependent upon those steroids and so again that was just one way that i can um become healthier is by including diet and exercise um in my normal routine yeah jesse i, I think chronic disease day uh, again we talked about our, our core business of helping folks who are sick but that's going to mention you know we felt and, and, and she's been a huge champion of this and has really pushed our whole team to, to, to grow this um, initiative uh, beyond where we started. But um, really, it's, it's kind of, again, back to our responsibility to try and share this information and, and share this knowledge to create that awareness. And, you know, we've taken a grassroots approach to it. Now, we didn't think we we're going to conquer it in one year or mm-hmm. in five years, to be honest. Um, it's gradual uh, increase in uh, outreach. And, and gaining not only proclamations across cities and states across the country um, to, to gain that national exposure, but really to work with strong partners and, and other advocacy groups and other um, foundations like ours or, or anybody who's basically going to be a champion for a patient. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and again, to get that information out there, to, to, to know that, you know, the, the impact of that financial impact on the preventable side, if we can shave that number down, more people are going to be healthy and, and have better lives, but there's more dollars than that go to help those folks who truly need it, um, who didn't ask to be sick and, and mm-hmm. isn't tied to any type of lifestyle behavior. So, you know, collectively, I think we've, we've continued to do a very good job of, of making an impact. And it's something, again, you know, we just had a meeting uh, last week of, of what we're going to do in, in 2021 and beyond, again, to continue to expand this because... I think the more folks who know and understand it, um, and again, it may be a hundred, maybe a thousand, hopefully it's a million, right? Yeah. Um, but, but, but the fact is the more people that know it, the more impact that can be made. And ideally, you know, that person down the street or that family member or that friend that means something to us um, is going to make a little bit of a change here, a little bit of change there, and maybe so will we um, to, to allow us to hopefully avoid getting sick at some point. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's so important. And I think that there's so, so many things that can go into chronic disease or even just knowledge of it existing. I mean, like, you know, even when I was diagnosed, um, I, I never remember if it was eight years or 10 years ago. It was a long time. It was a while ago. But like, you know, more people understand it now, like going into a workplace, I never would have mentioned that I had a chronic 
disease before because I would have been met with such negativity. But with my most, like my most previous job, I'm currently self-employed, but like my most previous job, um, that was one of the first things I told them because I was like, this is a part of me. And I, and they were aware of it. They were aware of chronic illness. It was something they didn't know what I had, but it was just something that people are a little bit more aware of right now. Yeah. And you know, there, there was, you know, years ago, so a stigmatism to that. Yeah. And you know, will I be hired if they know that I, that I'm sick and in all these different things, I do think that as a country, we, they become more, people have become more receptive. Um, and even today we're still learning. There are so many different conditions out there that affect people so differently. And, you know, one of the things we, we've learned along the way is you, we, we have to meet people on the path that they're on. Yeah. Um, and so I had ulcerative colitis, Randy Crohn's, but it affects all of us differently, kind of like um, COVID. Yeah. So, you know, one person gets it, they have no symptoms. Somebody else gets it, they're hospitalized. Yeah. So we, we all have different stories and different experiences with our diseases. Um, but the thing that we have in common is humanity. Yeah. And, you know, how can we be more um, accepting of each other and, and what can we do to help support each other? Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse, you talked about that, that challenge and struggle of, of, of getting sick, um, but that creates a vulnerability, right? Mm-hmm. And um, none of us like to be vulnerable, but I think in, in situations, you know, we can turn that into a strength. And, mm-hmm. you know, I know from knowing Clorinda and, and I can tell you for myself, I, I think we tried to take that vulnerability and turn it into a strength to try and make a difference for other folks. And, and I think that's important. So, you know, you mentioned in your workplace for you, but just in general, talking to somebody who may be sick or, or, or may have a light condition or a, a different condition, to be able to have that conversation with them and trying to give them some element of encouragement or hope, mm-hmm. or again, to make that difference. And, you know, I, I'm not trying to simplify it, but it, it, I think it is that simple, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you can have that communication and, and demonstrate some vulnerability on your end, Maybe that creates strength for somebody else. Maybe that makes a difference for someone else. And really that's what it, what it's about, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and it and gives, oh, go ahead, go ahead. What you're doing in this podcast, again, you're, you're, you're putting a voice behind chronic illness. Mm. Um, and to say that it's okay to talk about it, it's, it's not embarrassing. I mean, I was, you know, to be incontinent at 35. Mm. Like, and then, you know, at, at some point I had to wear an ileostomy bag. Like, mm. you know, you're so young and, and it is embarrassing and you, and you want to hide it. Um, but it, but it's okay, you know, to, to talk about it. And I, and I think that people will find out that the more you talk about it, the more people want to help. Yeah. And the more people are, are, are willing or, or gain an understanding of the path that you're, you're on, um, so they can better meet you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also, um, I've noticed too, in my own life, the more vulnerable I've been, um, the more people in my life have looked into their own health. So not even necessarily um, that they, I mean, they supported me as well, but they were like, you know, I've always dealt with this thing and I just thought that it was normal, but maybe it's not, maybe I should look into it. And I think that that's important too, is like, uh, like being vulnerable in these spaces can also help other people. If, if you're feeling really afraid to do that, I totally get that. But at the same time, it can also help. And, or someone hears your experience and they're like, that sounds really familiar. Interesting. Like, you know, so it just kind of gives people this space and this hope where they're like, oh, maybe, maybe I'm not crazy. Maybe there is something going on here. So. I think that's hundred percent true. I think, you know, especially if someone around you, I mean, we all think we, we, we look at ourselves a certain way. I'm a strong person, right? But you look at 
folks around you. I mean, if my mom can get sick, who I think is the strongest person in this world, anybody can get sick, right? Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's important that, that, that you, you pay attention and it changes your perspective. And, and to your point, I, I think you start realizing, I have to get my checkups on a regular basis. I have to take care of myself. I have to look at this or I have to look at that um, because I'm feeling a certain way or I don't want to feel a certain way. And mm -hmm. I, I think that that's so important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I 100% I agree. I think there's so many pieces we could dig into, yeah. but <laughs> it'll be a four-day podcast really. But <laughs> one, one of the questions that I really love to ask people on the show is what are some things, maybe like rituals, routines, something that you both do that keeps yourself feeling your best. And, you know, for some people it's like, I eat well, I exercise, or it can be something as like, I get enough sleep or I do something. What are, yeah. What are those like rituals for you guys? You know, I think one thing that's very important is, um, you know, we protect each other to a degree, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, we work together so much, you know, I consider Clint a family to me. And, mm -hmm. You know, I, th I think there's there's a, there's a push for each other. So if you know if we're doing something well, there's encouragement. If you're doing something maybe that you know I'm not eating well or I'm not taking care of myself or I'm not getting enough sleep, um, I think it's paying attention and asking those questions. Hey, is everything okay? And I think the biggest thing you know you can do is have um, like I call I, Clint is like life family, right? So you got your your family grew up with, but as you get older and you move away and you do your different things, you talked about you know living in different parts of the country. You create yeah. life family, and, and I think you got to have a circle around you that's going to genuinely care for you, that's genuinely going to love you, and it's just going to want to protect you. And, you know, we can't protect everything, but I, I think that's a big thing. You mm -hmm. know, the other thing I do personally, you know, I believe in faith. You know, mm -hmm. again, I mentioned my mom, and, and I don't want to talk too much about her, but it's always about faith, um, hope, and, and, and that love of life, right? And I, I try and, and stick those three premises, and I sometimes fail. I mean, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we're, we're human beings, but, you know, I, I think faith is big. And, mm -hmm. and I think, um, you know, I don't really like to talk religion a lot, but faith, I think whatever you believe in, whatever you need to believe in, I think can help you get through some of the most difficult times. And I think you need difficult times in order to validate that faith. Yes. Because when things are going good, we all celebrate and we're happy. But when things go wrong, we always say, well, why me? Mm -hmm. Well, again, if you have a faith in something, that's going to be there in the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. And I, that's something that I take very seriously every day and, um, you know, quite frankly, haven't my whole life and have struggled at different points of life with that. But I think moving forward, it's, it's just been something that's just allowed me to kind of um, learn from other people's situations and my own situations and then apply it to my own life on a daily basis to, to keep me on that right track, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and I would, I would certainly say that, you know, that, that faith is at the top of, of mine as well. Mm -hmm. uh, and just you know to, to, to hold on to something um, to believe in something and what, what whatever that is um, I think it's, it's it's healthy I think it helps um, you know and you know one of the things that I think are very important to, um, to Randy to myself is friendship mm. like you know we 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 ensure that not only are we hanging out with our children so I have three sons it's you know, very important to me make me happy I love to hear them laugh like mm -hmm. laughter, I, I, I tell you, it's a cure-all medicine. Yeah. When they laugh, it just, it, my heart just bursts. I love to hear it. And in the same way, my, my, this family, my yeah. friend family. So I think, you know, the, the, the two things or the three things I put up that, that really 
put me on, on, a, on a path to, to being happy mentally. Therefore, my, my body kind of fills that is, is faith family and friends mm-hmm. and making sure that you allow time for each of those pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, Jesse, I think the other thing I'd add is, you know, I think we got to value ourselves and love ourselves, Right. Yeah. So, you know, sometimes people say, don't be selfish. There's a selfish good and there's mm-hmm. selfish bad. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I think when I say selfish of, of loving yourself is you have to take care of yourself and you have to find, those, those steps along the way that are going to make sure that you are protecting yourself, taking care of yourself. It could be you, something you do directly. It could be a relationship with whatever faith you have. It could be your friends and family, but you need that to value yourself. And, and I think if, if you can say, hey, I love myself and I'm important no matter what, mm-hmm. good, bad, struggle, no struggle, um, I can get through this. Yeah. And mm-hmm. You know, the, the motto that I've, I've really embraced this year is just day by day, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I, I think you can't look too far ahead and, you know, looking in the past doesn't help either. So, yeah. you know, let's focus on what's in front of us, what we can control and, and understand that things that we can't control are going to happen from time to time. Yeah. But I can either get through it alone or I have the support circle in one way, shape or form that's going to be there for me no matter what. And that mm-hmm. makes a significant difference. It's very hard to get to that point. Because, yeah. you know, us being independent people, us being stubborn people, us being, hey, we're, we can handle anything. Mm-hmm. We're lying to ourselves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> and, and, and again, if someone can do it, God bless them and I, tell me your secret. But, um, you know, I think, again, it goes back to that element of understanding vulnerability, too, in order to get stronger. And, and until you get to that point, I don't, I don't think you'll, you'll fully understand it. And at least that's my story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it was, it's difficult. And I can imagine for Randy as well is that the first step of asking for help because mm-hmm. you, you've been independent, you know, most of your life and then to be in a position who, where you can't do something. Yeah. It, it was, I mean, it, I was depressed, like all of these different emotions. And then, but that was on me. It wasn't mm-hmm. on my support system or the people around me that that was on me. And I had to, I had to move past that to say, you don't always have to be the one lifting the heavy weights. Mm-hmm. You can ask for help and people wanted to help. They're ready to help. So I, you know, I think it's important to, to, to become vulnerable and to mm-hmm. say, I can't do this alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and having a support system as well. You know, when you talk about diet and exercise, we hold each other accountable. Yes. So we started working out together to ensure that we do it. Yeah. So like, so when I make a commitment and Randy doesn't feel like he's going to do it, I'm like, Randy, we're going and vice versa. <laughs> There's been many times where I'm like, I'm out and Randy's like, Oh no, you're not. We're doing this. <laughs> Um, and you know, it's a struggle sometimes, but, you know, but, but we get it done and, and why not only to keep ourselves healthy, but we, so we can remain healthy to, to support the people around us. Mm-hmm. You know, Jesse, Clinton and I have talked many times. The one thing we never have enough of is time, right? Yeah. One thing COVID did give us is it gave us a lot more time, yep. right? So people were saying, Hey, I watched everything on Netflix. I <laughs> did all my laundry on time. I did, I got, what am I supposed to do? I mean, these days seem forever. But I think the one benefit that came from it is that I think it made people pay more attention, mm. right? And may pay more attention to their, their day-to-day lives. But I think as it kind of continued to remain in place, uh, pay more attention to those around them. Um, mm. And I think it, 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 opens, it opens your eyes a little bit more. And, and I think that's a, that's a huge piece. So, you know, as individuals, I think we need to pay attention. But I think from a, a friend and family standpoint, from a caregiver perspective, we need to pay attention to the people around us because 
again, everybody is not always going to speak up when they don't feel well or when they're dealing with the situation, especially um, when they have a chronic disease. So, you know, pay attention and, and ask questions and just let people know you care. Um, check on them. Uh, do whatever you can. And, you know, we all got to take care of ourselves too, but we also got to take care of others. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love asking that question just because I feel like it, it's such a good way to just connect with people on a human level. Like, right. We just, we all just need to pay attention more, like you said. <laughs> so if people were interested in learning more about Good Days or finding you guys online, how would they go about doing that? Um, you can go to um, www.mygooddays.org. Mm -hmm. um, and so it'll, it'll, it'll tell all of our stories um, and provide the different points in which you can get help from, from Good Days. Mm -hmm. um, you can reach out to us directly. As Randy indicated earlier, we have 40 people here um, who are, 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 are waiting to speak to you. Mm. Um, you can also chat with us online um, and send us email requests and, and send us letters for, for, for that matter. So we always love to hear from, from, from people and hear their stories. Mm. Because again, the more we can share them, I think the, the, the larger the audience becomes and the more comfortable people are to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Jesse, I mean, we're not shy from that standpoint. I mean, and, and when I say that is, if we have the opportunity to help somebody, we want to be able to pick up that phone, answer that email, you know, respond to that chat, whatever it takes. And, and that's just a, a organizational approach. It isn't, you know, just because we got our, our, our folks working in our uh, care navigators in our call center. It's, it's who we are personally. And mm -hmm. uh, again, uh, the one thing we do have are sometimes two bigger hearts, right? <laughs> but uh, we're not going to apologize for that. And yeah. um, it, it's something, again, I think that makes us who we are. And Unfortunately, that puts us in a position to hopefully do something for others when we can. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. um, we could also sign up for our newsletter um, on our mm -hmm. website. Um, and we would love for everyone to follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Um, so Perfect. We do a lot of postings there. Um, and, you know, sometimes interview different people similar to this just to get stories out there. So we would certainly love everyone to join. We are looking um, in 2021, I can't believe I'm saying 2021, <laughs> right. to, to, to create a, a, a cookbook um, oh, cool. based off of different um, recipes, healthy recipes that our supporters and our partners submit, mm -hmm. um, and then maybe online doing some cooking. So taking some of those recipes, and then so Randy and I will be in the kitchen cooking along with everyone. So um, we encourage everyone to join us. Cool. Yeah, I'll make sure to link all of that in the show notes and in the blog post for anyone that um, can get to their computer and click that way. Otherwise, you can find you very easily online. But is there anything else you would like to tell the listeners of the podcast today? Again, I, I think that um, we can do anything together. Mm -hmm. um, it's hard to do things alone. Um, so I think, you know, the stronger the community, um, the greater the outcome. And so when we're looking at CD day, again, as we all take personal accountabilities to, to good choices, bad choices that we make, we can help change the number. Um, we hope to continue to educate people. But again, in the end, um, we're, we're here to help. We want to help. Um, so don't ever hesitate to reach out to Good Days because again, if we can't help you, we'll try to find someone that can. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, we can't always promise the outcome that we all want, but mm -hmm. what we can promise is a maximum effort to try and help in any way we can, whether it's directly through Good Days or any of our partners or another organization out there. Um, we under, we're willing to fight for, for, for who reaches out to us. Mm -hmm. And um, that's something that we will always commit to and something we believe in, um, again, not only from a, a good day's business perspective, but 
but personally. Perfect. I love that. That's so wonderful. And I'm so excited for everyone on all of our listeners here to, to listen in today. I know they're going to love, love listening to you guys, but thank you so much for being on today and sharing your stories and all about good days. Um, it's been really an inspiring conversation. Well, again, thank you so much for having us, Jesse. We appreciate it. Thank you, Jesse. Take care. Of course. God bless.